Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Wrestling Friends of the World Podcast. If you're enjoying your day, sweet. If not, what the fuck ever? All right, folks, it's time to get back into Saturday Morning Slam. October 13, 2012. I had some hope for this one because we got announced from the previous episode of Saturday Morning Slam that we're going to be talking about music and Jim Johnson. Unfortunately, this episode was a letdown. You'll understand why. So, right off the bat, they're letting us know that we're actually having two matches because the main event is Sankara versus Jinder Mahal. Already, I'm let down. But it's our main event because we have a match to begin the show with. This one being Intercontinental Champion, The Miz, gag, versus Justin Gabriel. So, we got a guy who can't wrestle versus a guy who never gets treated as being relevant, despite being a high flyer. Now, The Miz, he's all about showboating and all that shit. He's just constantly showboating after everything he does, like always. He does hip toss, showboat. Arm drag, showboat. He does a freaking body slam to Justin Gabriel, and we get the dreaded camera cut. What? What's so devastating about a scoop slam? It is one of the most basic moves you can do in wrestling. So basic that they showed in that stupid Pro Wrestling Grady Secrets Exposed video, or special on NBC a while back. So, how devastating is it if it can be shown on there, but yeah, you get a camera cut doing it here. So then Justin Gabriel is getting put in the wrist lock. He's doing those flip reversals to get out of it. Kind of like what British Bulldog and Owen Hart would do back in the day. Like, car wheel, front flip, and all that shit. And then when Justin Gabriel gets whipped into the corner, we get the dreaded camera cut. Again, Scott is like, or sorry, Santino, who's on commentary for the Quadrillion Times, like, Oh, that's such a hard impact. Well, how would we know the camera missed it? Like, and this is a recurring thing because again, this, the camera cuts are out of control in this episode. The Justin Gabriel's trying to mount some comeback. He gets a flying shoulder block. He goes for a springboard moonsault off the top rope, misses the move because the Miz rolls out of the way. Skull crunching finale, and it gives the Miz the win. So a very very short match in the replay. They show the finisher being done, but they cut the camera like from the bottom to where. You can't see the facial impact for uh, Justin Gabriel's head hitting the mat. So they show the move, but you don't show the impact. It's like, that's how you should do it. You don't have to keep doing camera cuts all over the place because they had to do the camera cut in the initial take outside of the replay. Because, of course, oh, we have to make sure we don't show anything done to the head. But it's like, this is actually a smart thing to do. Do the replay. And then you can cut up from where the camera shows where the impact would be. And it's like, boom, problem solved. But, I mean, this match is just incredibly short. Did not give a shit. Now, next segment, we go to the third degree, because we're still going on with the theme of music now, before we get to the Jim Johnson stuff. And they ask the superstars, who's your favorite, like, entrance theme of all time? Kofi King? And everybody is, like, trying to figure out an answer. And Kofi's like, I like the Ultimate Warriors entrance theme. Good choice. And Daniel Bryan also agrees. You know, all that stuff. Beth Phoenix, she likes Kane's theme, even though his original theme is better than what he was doing at this point. The only cool thing was the pyro. Layla, oh, she's like, oh, I love the Lay Cool theme, even though that wasn't your guy, your girl's theme to begin with. It went to the ladies in pink, aka Vince's Little Devils, back in 2005, which was Victoria, Candice Michelle, and Tori Wilson. So it's not Lay Cool's theme; it's a recycling. Kaylin, she says she loves Brodus Clay's theme because she can dance to it. 
Again, that wasn't even Brodus Clay's theme. That was fucking Ernest the Cat Miller's theme first. Somebody call his mama. Dolph Ziggler votes for Stone Cold. Finally, I can give a reason to say, okay, Dolph Ziggler said something smart for once. Because one of the baddest theme songs of all time. And then John Cena says, oh, I picked my own theme. Do, 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 do. Which, like, back then, you would have thought, oh, what a narcissist. Nowadays, people are going to agree with that because the whole John Cena prank call turned into a meme thing that happened all a few years later. And all that shit. So, nowadays, it's easy to agree with that. Back then, people were still saying Cena needs to change his theme song. So, time period kind of makes everything relevant. Now, we get to the interview with Jim Johnson, which I was hyped about because I have a lot of respect for Jim Johnson and his contri contributions to WWE. But the interview did not last that long. Because we saw him do some guitar riffs for Stone Cold theme song, Big Shows, and DXs. And you show him playing it on the guitar compared to the full theme song. And then afterwards, he just says, I encourage, like, keep practicing for music. Don't rush headfirst in anything. So it's like, yeah, that's a good message. Practice makes perfect if you're doing music. But it just felt like we could have gotten more from an interview from this guy. Because, like, we d are more deserving of him than that CFO dollar sign group or whatever we get later that would replace Jim Johnson. I mean, the guy deserves a lot more. And still, he deserves a Hall of Fame induction, of all things, compared to everybody else. Because this guy has come up with some of the greatest themes ever. So please, WWE, get on that. Book this man in your Hall of Fame. Now we get to the main event, which I was not hyped about because of the two names involved. Bachkara and Jinder Mahal. And earlier on commentary when they were announcing that this match was happening, Josh Mathis had the audacity to say that Jinder Mahal is dangerous. How? He's the modern day Maharaja and all that shit, even though he didn't have that nickname first. And then when the match is about to get started up, he claims that, oh, Jinder Mahal never gets tired. It's like, you're not Kurt Angle, you're not the wrestling machine. Then he says that he uses the camel clutch to defeat his opponents, which I honestly don't know how many times he had won a match with that move, but I was going, right before this match actually aired on television, I went through cage match to look up his win-loss record. He had won, like, 29 of his televised matches out of the 66 that had, he had been on at that point. And a lot of these matches that he did win, they were on, like, superstars and stuff like that. And one of the matches he had here that was on television right before this was a 30-second loss on Raw to Brodus Clay. Yeah, he's real dangerous. So they're doing the match. It's nothing special. Sin Cara's doing front flips, which scares Jinder to the outside and retreat. And Santino's laughing. I'm like, ah you scared of the man with the mask in the yellow light that looks like peace. Although, of course, you can't say because that's not TVG rated. Then you see, then we're getting to the big problem again. Camera cuts. Sin Cara gets dropped with a scoop slam. By gender, camera cut, yeesh. Then, like, Sankara's trying to mount an offense. He gets a double springboard arm drag, you know, almost a little like the stuff that you see all other luchadors do. Since gender the outside as we go to commercial, you come back from break, and Sankara, twice in the course of a couple minutes, gets whipped in the corner, and both times, camera cuts. Like, let me ask this for a second before I continue this match. If you're doing camera cuts, you're probably initiating that something looks too violent to show kids. But yet, back in the past, when WWE was family-friendly and everything, back in the new generation era, you had no problem showing Fred taking that chest-first bump into the corner, which looks more devastating than somebody getting thrown into the corner back first. So why were you allowed to keep showing something that vital? Like, I know it was PG rather than TVG, but still family-friendly. So it's like, what makes... 
this not okay to show somebody getting whipped back first into the corner, but yet Brett could still keep taking that front bump into the corner after all those years. So it's like, like I said, they did that twice in two minutes. Camera cuts. Missed the impact. What the fuck? So Jinder tries slowing the pace down. He gets a bear hug on Sin Cara. They do camera cut again to cut out that bell clap that he does to escape the hold. Sin Cara gets put in the Argentine backbreaker over Jinder's shoulder. He reverses an arm drag. Sin Cara's getting the offense. He gets that springboard head, like on the headstand into a back elbow, which looked like he missed a little bit of it. Gets, a set, gets the head scissors to send Jinder onto the ropes. Grabs his leg, flips him over the top rope to the outside, and Sin Cara does that flying corkscrew springboard plunge into Jinder on the outside. No camera cut thanks to that. Throws Jinder back in, does a springboard corkscrew splash the inside for a near fall. And then Jinder, he's trying to mount offense back again to try to win. He hits a powerbomb for the dreaded camera cut again. Gets a near fall, tries going for a second time. Sin Cara reverses into an X-Factor without a camera cut. And then gets, gets the Swanton off the top rope for the win. Uh, I swear, this is some of, probably the most repetitive thing I can say, but these camera cuts are ruining these matches. I get it. You have to be careful with what you show to kids, but things feel selective. Because like I said, missing camera cuts for like sidewalk slams like we've seen in the past, the scoop slammed is stupid. Camera cuts to avoid showing somebody getting Irish whipped into the corner? I don't get, especially like with that comparison that I made where you're allowed to show Brad taking it front, like chest first, but you can't somebody show somebody taking it back first in the corner. And then like you don't censor out the X factor that Sin Cara does to reverse a power bomb. But it's it's mind blowing. Like you can't also have Sin Cara or Santino say, "Oh, what the hard impact?" when somebody gets whipped in the corner and you miss the impact, so we can't tell if it was hard. Okay, it it doesn't work like that. I mean, the main event, a little bit better than the opening match for Miz, Justin Gabriel, just because it was, actually had a bit of time, but it still sucked. So, uh, my God. Now, I don't know what they're going to do in the next episode because they did not give us a preview saying a theme or this match is going to happen, so I'm not going to have any hopes saying, like, oh, something could be special because, again, they let me down with this one because I had expectations when you're announcing that Jim Johnson was going to be somebody featured on the show. But, yeah, you didn't give him much time. Like, I think you may have given more time to the opening match than you did to the interview. Fuck me. Anyway, that's going to cut it for today's episode, folks. Let me know what you thought in the comment section below. I swear I have to tough this out to get through every episode before I move on to the next big project that I'm going to do here in the podcast at some point. But let me know what you guys thought in the comment section below. If you did enjoy today's episode, please remember to leave a like. Subscribe with the bell turned on if you're watching this on YouTube. Or follow if you're listening to this on any other service that this podcast has been distributed on. And I'll catch you all in the next episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. Like, comment, subscribe. Peace out and good day, everybody. Thank fuck there are no camera cuts here.